Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. I want to thank you guys for uh, jumping on board here, and I hope you enjoy this sidebar. Sidebar. Still, <clears throat> we're not back to Genesis 25 yet. I want to uh, deal with current current events. I just spent a very peaceful weekend by myself for the most part. My wife is with our oldest daughter, celebrating some milestones in their lives. Our oldest granddaughter had a birthday turning nine. And then her little brother's going to have a birthday in between the two birthdays, hopefully next week, or maybe by the end of this week, we will have our newest grandchild. So she's down there in the great state of Texas to be a part of that. And it's been way too peaceful, which I guess is what I need right now. But anyway, it's been it's been it's been good, and have been thinking about current events and reading God's word and reading other things and hearing from different people by different means, and so I I really wanted to share some things um, in these times. So we in America we still have it pretty great. But I can't help but think about it. if I was an American or a person who was I thought was an ally of America right now stuck in Afghanistan. What would that be like? That would be pretty horrific, I would imagine. Could be a great adventure, but no doubt very, very dangerous. And for many, uh, it has been deadly. Even to this moment is deadly. And there are still those who are stranded there. There are other events that are becoming pretty spooky in the future of Taiwan, for instance, and how China is acting, what did happen in Hong Kong. And and so we can only imagine that soon the Chinese will flex their muscles and Taiwan will no longer have its freedom. And then there's other things around the world. And here in the United States, we have all these issues still going on with the election. And we still have American citizens that are being held I think unduly for visiting the public's the public's house on January 6th. Now, I'm not condoning a lot of what happened on January 6th, but there, there, um, we have violated a lot of people's constitutional rights um, because of where they were or whatever on January 6th, and so we seem to have lost our way. And I want to caution us as we press on. So I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the of the throne of God. And I, 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 I love going on, but I'm not going to. I want to make a few points here. As different people are preparing for the worst and this, that, and the other. And in some parts of the world, preparation is a daily thing just to survive. Finding water, finding food, finding firewood. Um, wondering if your family is going to be safe from corruption all around you, whether it's uh, corrupt law enforcement or the gang down the street or through the woods, whatever it might be. So we 
we have it pretty comfortable here in the United States. But there are some things I think we need to always be ready. We need to be ready. We need to be shrewd and we need to prepare, but we do not need to live in fear. And so here's just a couple of things coming out of this scripture. Uh, first thing I would say is deal with your personal sin, right? So careful of the sin that easily entangles you. Let's get rid of that. And I think for a lot of a lot of us guys, we really need to deal with some of the biggies. And what I mean by biggies, they're, for instance, um, pornography or how we spend our time or or how unproductive we might be in our time, spending it with uh, doing things we aren't beneficial to our marriage instead of spending time with our wife or doing things to invest in our marriage, doing things that aren't helping us really invest in our children's lives, being there for them, those kind of things. What is the sin that is keeping you from moving forward? Think about it this way. Some of our sin can be a secret alliance with our enemy. And if you have a secret alliance with your enemy, for instance, a secret sin, well, that gives your enemy what? It gives them control. It's like giving them the ace of spades or the rook card in in a game and that they can play whenever they want to and as often as they want to. So um, deal with your personal sin. Number two is right out of this verse, again, set aside the weight that slows you down, right? So what are some things that are keeping you from really being focused on being a great man of God, being a great husband or spouse, great parent, uh, those things. What is it that's keeping you from being salt and light in essence? And so they encourage you in that. So we need to deal with a personal sin. We need to set aside the other things that are weighing us down. They're not sin. They're not bad, but they're not what's best for us right now. It's not best for our family right now. And thirdly, I would say we need to get better and more, more purposeful in hiding the word of God in our heart and being ready to to at least let that control our response. There's going to be some opportunities here in the new fu- near future, I think, for us to respond. We're going to have to respond. We need to respond. We have been responding. How have we responded to mass mandates and things like that? And I think we, we need to rise up and be, be bold and not render to Caesar what is not Caesar's. And so gathering in a church and needing to wear masks because it's what Caesar tells us to do, I think is wrong. I don't think that's right. I think in here in the United States, Caesar was out of bounds in telling us we had to do that. Um, However, what's more important is, are we memorizing God's word? Are we hiding it in our heart? Are we reading it? Are we singing it? When we get together, are we speaking it to one another like the church is is encouraged in Colossians 3.16 that we would be speaking and singing spiritual songs to one another? So I think we need to be more about that. And fourthly, I would say we need to also meet as often as possible. Encourage others in your body of believers that are like-minded. Can we meet more often? Can we meet for prayer uh, one night a week in my house? Can we meet in your house? Can we have more Bible study and gather your family for that and in your own house doing that. So hiding God's word in your heart, memorizing it, reading it, singing it, um, speaking it to one another, encouraging one another, and and then meeting more often. We have gotten to where we meet maybe three times a month 
is what many who call themselves believers and good churchgoers do, and that is not enough at all. It's not. It's not even close. Once a week is not is not best. Um, it's we need to do better. Um, and then for us to really consider verses like First Peter one thirteen and First Corinthians fourteen twenty, and I'll put those up on the blog. I don't even know how that works if people see that, but we we need not to live in fear. And so one of the reasons uh, we, we don't need to live in fear and we don't need to feed any fear. So we don't need to be hoarders and preppers and those kind of things. We need to be wise. I always have extra water in the house. I try to have a, a little bit extra food. Where I live, we could have a storm and that would be very prudent for us to do it. I don't do it because I think China is about to invade America. Okay. So I don't live in fear. I do. I'm wise in preparing for the weather. Uh, and, and I think you should do that too, but we don't need to be prepping for six months. I don't think of food now, maybe I'm wrong, but that tends to feed your fear and instead of feeding your spirit. So let's feed our spirit. And, and, and that leads me to the last thing. And that is that we, we need, we are the victors and we need to stop acting like the losers. So, and that, and Jesus has won the victory. Oh, death, where is your sin? We need to not be so afraid of death. If they kill the body, so what? They cannot kill the soul. And what we're doing is we're surrendering our soul to maintain our body. In Mark 8, 35, I think, you know, he who tries to save his life will lose his life. But he who loses his life for my sake and the sake of the gospel, this is Jesus speaking, uh, will gain eternal life. We need to be about the gospel. We need to be about being light and salt and not living in fear. We need to live out of the victory that Jesus has already won so we can be salt and light and not be acting like losers. So I just want to um, kind of jump on here and say that, get the week started off with a bang. And um, um, and for us to be ready, I think we're going to have some opportunities to have some responses. I, You know, we've got... The Arizona election, I suspect, is going to show that um, that Trump won. So what, right? So now what, right? What are we going to do with that? Well, I think we need to look at ourselves and deal with our own sin and, and that. We need to not rally. Constitutionally, there's not a whole lot. I think we need to look to the Constitution and see what can be done. And I think moving forward in the next elections, we need to help the right people get in there and they can go back and deal with it. So if the House and the Senate are in the right hands, then they can constitutionally deal with if there was a fraud. Let's expose the fraud that way. Um, and let's be patient. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know their, they don't know the Constitution. They don't know the way our government works. You know, uh, Trump could be if you have a Republican majority in the House, he could be voted in as the Speaker of the House. He does not need to be a representative to be the Speaker of the House. And then they can say, look, we want you to be the Speaker of the House so that you're in third in line. And we're going to try and impeach these other two because we think there is fraud here. We think they, they did these things for gain. Um, and, and, and so there is precedence there for them to be impeached. And they could impeach them with the idea that then Trump would become president. Now, I'm I am a I'm not 
I'm saying we have to be ready how we how we respond, right? I'm not talking about having a January 6th thing. That was, for the most part, there were some things I think that happened on January 6th that were definitely wrong. But it is the people's house and the people ought to have access to it when the doors are unlocked and when law enforcement is allowing you in. But I, I'm very suspect of a lot that happened on January 6th. But here's what I know. Our next response to finding out this stuff needs to not look anything like January 6th, right? It needs to look like a group of people who want to see legal law happen, right? For for justice to happen. So what does it look like for justice to happen? We need to be patient. We need the right people in the House and in the Senate. And if we're not willing to do that, then we need to shut up. And we get what we deserve. <laughs> we're going to get what we do. We have what we deserve. We have what the people say they voted for. And if it was fraudulent, then we need to deal with that. But there's a legal way to deal with that. And it has. it starts with us getting everybody out to vote, getting all the right people out to vote. And I think there's a lot more right people out there that will see that something is is wrong and we need to make it right. And that's what we need to be, that's what we need to do. But for those of us who are Christians, that's not the big thing. The big thing is how are we walking with the Lord and how are we advancing his kingdom? And it's not about the politics. Although the politics expose other things. So so there you have it. This has been, wow, a lot longer than I anticipated. So happy Monday. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great week. Look forward to hearing from you. Although I don't know how you can do that. But if you have my number, text me. Tell me you listen to it. Tell me what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. If you hear this on Facebook, I think you can write a comment there. And I think I get those comments. Yeah, I probably should check that. All right. God bless you guys. Have a great day.